I'm Justin Lesko, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. It's just me tonight. Mike is off solving crimes and saving the world, but I have a very interesting guest that I'm excited to talk to. But before that, I just quickly want to tell you about a new company that we've partnered with. And as much as I'm a fan of this company, I'm even more of a fan of talking about them when Mike isn't here to defend himself. And that being said, Epic Roll can make even Mike look good. Epic Roll BJJ is a jiu-jitsu lifestyle brand with the goal of connecting the jiu-jitsu community while also helping you look your best both on and off the mat. They have t-shirts, rash guards, gis, shorts, hats, patches, accessories, artwork, basically anything you could ever possibly need related to jiu-jitsu can be found on their website, epicrollbjj.com. And if you use the coupon code PODCAST15, you can get 15% off your order. That's epicrollbjj.com, coupon code PODCAST15. I'll put a link to the site in the description below. You can also give them a follow on Instagram at epicrollbjj. And speaking of Instagram, if you spent any time on Instagram, you have for sure seen my guest tonight, or at least clips of them. He's one of those guys that no matter what he posts, it seems to get shared around and can go viral. And I've even shared some of his stuff on my personal page. He's doing a new thing now where he's putting out challenges to all of his followers. Anyone who wants to come and try a match against him and wager some cash, he'll take the challenge. I'm going to ask him about that, how he grew in popularity so quickly, and what brought him to the dark side of the leg lock game. Please welcome to the show the Allen Wrench himself, Andre Allen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming on. I'm good. I'm happy to be on the podcast. So usually the first thing I always ask when people come on the show is just, you know, what got you into jujitsu and how did you come to find the sport? So I found the sport by probably watching the UFC videos on YouTube. I was like a real, I didn't understand what MMA or anything was. And I saw the UFC videos and, uh, then that took me into Joe Rogan doing stuff with the vaporizer and 10th planet jujitsu. And then that took me into watching Gio Martinez's highlight reels. And then I started like watching the DDS guys. Yeah. Highlight reels. I didn't know what was happening, but I was doing high school wrestling and I saw Gio teach the truck from like 20 different positions. And I didn't understand any of them, but I started doing the truck and like the uh, the electric chair on the wrestling guys. So you kind of went down the rabbit hole of the goofiest positions and that sort of pulled you into jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the worst place to start, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I like, I got into that and then I thought like the lockdown half guard was like the greatest thing ever. So I started doing lockdown half guard in the gym when I was uh, starting as a white belt. And I like just did nothing but that for like a year and a half. And I just was like stalling from lockdown half guard, <laughs> trying not to get tapped at all. But then I uh, kind of started figuring out like, you know, you can't just do that. So I expanded the the ideas. And when did you first start training? That would be like 20. Hmm. First time I stepped on like a jujitsu mat would be like 20. 16 like late early 2016 about five years ago okay and you're a blue belt now right yeah you don't see a lot of blue belts as you so eloquently put it hitting the gary tonin or 
hitting inside heel hooks in competition. And I think that's a little unusual. Yeah. But hearing how you kind of went down the rabbit hole of I've, I'm like an outlier kind of. I spend a lot of time on the YouTube and like looking at these weird positions. You know, whenever a YouTube video comes out, I try to look at it and see if I can do it. But uh I, I spent a lot of time in the military for four years. I was in the Marines and like you get moved around. So I never like stayed with like one professor for too long. So I was a white belt for like a long time. And then I was a blue belt for a long time because I kind of would like go place to place. Where are you at now? Where are you training now? I am in Massachusetts training at Brazilian top team. A lot of schools aren't too high on lower belt leg locks. So they're, uh, they admitted you to the ranks there. Oh, they they knew what they yeah, were getting. They, they're great. They love, they love the leg lock stuff. They, you know, they, they're, they're super like accepting of all the different styles, you know? Well, you know, I, I'm a leg lock guy. So that's one of the things like when we talked to Kent Peters on the show or like Lachlan Giles and stuff, like talking about leg lock early, leg locks early. I, I think that it's an underrated thing. And obviously you have had a lot of success in competition with leg locks. I think that part of that is because people are like afraid of them, especially early on in their career. But would you say that that's definitively your style? Would you consider yourself a leg locker more than anything? Um, yeah, yeah. Like right now, that's that's my thing. That's that's been my thing, like winning competitions wise for a while. But I do want to be more of an everything guy because I love like all of it. You know, I love the whole you know, style of the sport. So I do want to learn everything. I've been practicing like everything but the leg locks in the gym lately, but I, I seem to still get forced in them when I go into these competitions because I'm going against like good guys who I, I can't really beat with like normal stuff. Well, what, uh, what do you usually compete at? You usually compete at heavyweight. Yeah. Medium heavy 200. Cause you don't look, you don't look that big. So you have to be like the smaller guy in most of your divisions, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm like the shortest person in the division, usually five, five, seven. So pretty short. Sometimes that works to an advantage though. Sometimes people think the, the little guy. Yeah. Especially you know with the leg lock stuff. Definitely. I mean, I see, you know, on your Instagram, you're competing a lot. It seems like you're competing like every weekend is that an accurate assessment yeah yeah am i seeing correctly I've been, I've been doing these fun matches with my followers so like my followers will hit me up in my uh, messages and then i'll just go to wherever they are in massachusetts or they'll come to me i had one guy come from like rhode island i want to say they were really cool stuff what uh what started that i know i saw you do the match with tom de was that the first time you were like the challenger going to someone and is that sort of how it started no the first time i was a challenger is i went over well i mean i'm always like yeah that was the first time i was the challenger sorry about that yeah but i i go to other people's gyms a lot for that and was that sort of like like what was the inspiration behind i'm gonna just start asking followers to come roll with me like where what was behind that definitely the um like in gym call out matches that the Danaher guys used to do. I was like a really big fan of that. Uh, Gordon Ryan versus, um, was it, I, I don't think it was Halleck. I think it was Halleck Gracie in his gym. And like Nikki went to 10th planet and fought Marvin Castell in his gym. And I was like, I was just super into that aesthetic. Um, I think there's a huge advantage to filming the athletes standing right next to them from a marketing perspective 
And I remember watching five grappling when that was still a thing. And that just looked beautiful. It looked like a hundred times better than, you know, what ADCC was doing in like 2013 with their videography, just having somebody with like a smartphone standing like half a foot away from you and like working around your bodies that that's just, you can't even beat that aesthetic. You know, I think Polaris does that now too. So not having to wait in line to compete all day and you just show up and do your match and you have beautiful videography that, that I liked all that stuff. Cause I'm, you know, I'm trying to like grow my page and be marketable and I get a lot of free gear. So, you know, I love trying to get views and do stuff that, that people are going to want to watch. Yeah. I mean, you do seem to get views. Like I said before, like I'm always scrolling through and I'm seeing people sharing your stuff and sometimes they tag you and sometimes they don't, which annoys me when people share stuff that they don't tag it. But were you expecting that when you started your page? Were you expecting that to get shared? Like, was that the goal or did it just kind of happen on its own? It just happened. I started making these little video edits. Uh, I think like it's, it's all basically Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan basically started sharing the edits I made of him and he blew my page up like immediately. I think it was like, I had like 200 followers um, on Instagram on this like sort of casual page with a couple of white belt matches. And like, I used to do these little edits, but I made one video of like Gordon Ryan debating a SoundCloud rapper. And then he shared it and my whole page just started blowing up like crazy. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm not making videos of Gordon just uh, get views. I'm like a fan of his and it's just something I feel like doing. But that is like what blows my page up every single time. It's like Gordon just decides to share or repost one of my videos. And like, it's like a thousand new followers overnight. It's crazy. It's crazy when that, like that fire catches a little bit and your thing starts to just sort of spread on its own out of control yeah I'm, I'm in a position where i get all this marketing for us on me and i want to be a jujitsu guy and be successful at jujitsu one day but it's like a lot of marketing that i got from not doing that so people think i'm really good when i'm like not that like as good as people. <laughs> i don't know man i, I think uh you're doing a, you're underselling yourself a little bit i see some of the techniques i'm going to keep going back to the i did a tone in which was like, you don't see that a lot in competition, let alone from a, you know, a, you might be training for six years, but a blue belt in competition, I think people like seeing stuff like that and they like seeing sort of outside the box, unconventional things, which that's a lot of stuff on your page, I think falls into that category. Oh yeah, and and I'm also underrated. I, I'm aware that I'm underrated. I think I'm overrated by some of my followers, but I'm underrated by a lot of people who don't follow me and don't like me because like you see a video of me getting my ass kicked in a competition. Not only are you seeing it because I posted the video because I like choose to post videos because I, I you know, I think it's, it doesn't matter if I win or I lose at this belt level, but I'm also fighting like, like brown belts and black belts and like purple belts. Like I almost never go against blue belts in competition because of the, what I compete in. And that's why I look like I'm like not being able to do anything because they're at a really high level and I, I can't, um, you know, I'm not athletically there yet, but you know, when, when I, when I go against like another blue belt, I look really good. And, uh, you know, I think, 
I don't want to be overrated or underrated, but yeah, I, I know that I'm also underrated sometimes. Well, I mean, you did post the video of you versus Tom DeBlass, which it's Tom DeBlass, so I don't think that you can really take any too much criticism there, but yeah. posting matches that don't necessarily go your way, I think that the people uh, people just like to talk shit on, on Instagram, so oh my god, would, yeah. my advice like, would be don't read too much into it. Yeah, it makes me sad because some of these guys are like black belts talking talking smack to me and I, you know, it makes me upset because they're really like, you know, these are people I look up to and they're like, Oh, you suck. You're, you can't even get out of the position. And I'm like, it's like, come on. He's really good. I'm new. I'm new. I'm new to the sport. Yeah. Got my foot in the just say not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Can't get out of side control yet. Well, I know you had said you're in the Marines. What do you do now? And how do you balance that with training? Are you able to train full time or do you have a day job? Oh, I like, I like just got out like pretty recently. So I, yeah, I am. Oh, really? Yeah, I am. I'm working part time and I'm training like pretty much full time with the hours I work. So, oh, okay. Yeah. And you said you did, you were in the Marines for four years. Yeah. Was that something you always felt called to do or no. like what brought you to the Marines? No. no, I was like, I was like a total shithead in high school. And, uh, <laughs> and then I got out of high school and I just like jumped straight to the recruiter's office. Well, I, I went there when I was in high school. I really didn't want to go to college. Um, cause I didn't feel ready for the responsibility. So I went to the recruiter's office and then I waited like three months after I got out of high school. And then that was my ship date. And then I, and then I went and I was, I was just in for four years. I was in Japan for two years training under Cabarina Jitsu Academy. That was where I developed a lot of these leg locks. And then coming back from there, I went to California and there I got stationed at Camp Pendleton and I trained under Gio Martinez for 10 months. And that was crazy. Oh, nice. Cause Gio was like the first pure jujitsu guy that I actually started watching footage of and I was like a huge fan of them before I even knew what jujitsu was. And I got to train under him for 10 months. It was insane. I rolled with him like every single day. That's one of the cool things about jujitsu. Like if you like basketball, you can't just go play a game with LeBron James for fun. You, but you can go roll with Gio Martinez every single day. And he's oh, one yeah. of the top guys in this sport. Yeah. I saw you had videos rolling with Craig Jones, which I think was at one of his seminars. You've trained yeah. with Gio. I saw you had a, a, a shout out picture with Uriah Faber. Like you've made the rounds. You've, oh, you've yeah. been with a lot of these guys. I'm stocking everyone. I'm sipping for everyone. <laughs> you got to hedge your bets because I'm always making people mad. So whoever dumps me, I go into the arms of their, their enemies. <laughs> whoever doesn't want to, whoever doesn't want to answer my fan mail or fucking <laughs> repost my shit. Uh, I'm going to their, you know, the counter memes begin. Of the people you've rolled with, Tom DeBlast, Craig Jones, rolling with Geo, have you been able to take things from all of them and incorporate them into your game? Like, who would yeah. you say you've taken the most from? The most from was definitely Gio Martinez. Um, his leg lock defense and double seated guard game is something that he doesn't even talk about a lot. And you never see from other people. Like, he has the same thing going on as like the Meow brothers and, uh, Junior Ocasio is is doing it now too, um, and, and and did well against his match uh, with with Geo. But Geo's ability to like counter leg locks and sit on his butt and put in these like seated X guard hooks when you're both sitting on your butt and then get on top for this 
for the for the for the pass. He's that that is probably the biggest thing I've taken away from him. And I, I do that a lot now, especially when going for the leg locks, is being able to not get the leg lock. So you go into putting in like X hooks and then you do a technical stand up and get up to uh get the sweet points and go for the guard pass. Not not everybody knows how to do that. Yeah, I think that that's going to be sort of the next step where for a while it was if you knew leg locks, you were the step ahead of everybody else. And now as the field like levels out and people catch up with their leg lock defense, it's going to be who can use the leg locks to get to the pass or get to the dominant position. It's not just yeah. fall back and hope it works. That's especially true of uh, lightweights right now. I think the lightweight divisions are approaching this point, you know, in the gi, you see it with the Barambolo, but like. You see when Gio goes up against somebody like Juni Acasio or or, or uh, Paula Miao or Gianni Grippo, when these guys all fight each other, they're not leg locking each other because they're all so good at it. So they spend a lot of time in double seated guard, and it's about who can come up to the pass a lot of the time. And they're always knocking each other down. And it's this crazy game that I think the lightweight division is really like collapsing into. And I, I don't think anybody really has a, a way to break out of it yet. It's it's like what Baron Bolos did to the Gi. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, speaking of the Gi, do you train in the Gi? I don't really see too much of that on your page. Oh, yeah, I mostly train in the Gi. I'm like, that's uh, most of the classes at BTT are in the Gi, so I train in the Gi mostly. I think I have, like, more to offer the followers without the Gi on of, like, what they want. Like, sometimes, like, followers ask for, like, questions or content, and... uh I've, I've did, I did one gi match and I, I have done a couple of gi competitions, but I think I'm really kind of marketing as a no gi guy. But the gi stuff, I mean, I, I do like white belt basics in the gi, but I'm really not as good in the gi as I am in the no gi. You and I have similar mentalities on our no gi stuff. So in the gi, I, lo- I love Keenan stuff. I love playing lapel guard, worm guard. I love anything like side control lapel chokes, anything kind of goofy, untraditional. So um, since we have similar mindsets in, in no gi, maybe I'll slide you a few Keenan videos for you to Jeez. start stealing some of his stuff. Yeah. Too. I have this, I have this like 15 year old kid in the gym who like puts me in worm guard and squid guard all the time. And I have no idea how to break the grip still. And I keep getting slept and I just don't know what to do. It's insane. <laughs> worm guard is yeah. awesome. I, I love anything unconventional and slightly weird. So uh, have you ever encountered situations where you've been at schools where they didn't want you to film? Have you ever run into problems with people getting upset if you post stuff? I mean, most of the content I make now is not at my school. It's like it's at other people's gyms doing these challenge matches and, and you know, stuff like that. Uh, I don't think I post a lot in the gym, except when I get like gear. I'll take like a selfie in the gear. But uh Either way, my gym's cool with it. You know, they're very, they're, you know, they're, it's very cool team, you know, total, you know, total, uh, really relaxed, uh, you know, they, they let you, uh, kind of take your own style in jujitsu. I always just told everyone that I rolled with that, like, Hey, I'm filming this role. If something cool happens, I'll probably post it. So if you do something cool, I'll post that too. So it's like an extra incentive for them to try to beat the shit out of you because they might make the gram if uh, they do something cool to you. Um, I, I totally will post when when my teammates tap me. I, I post that too, you know. 
or, totally or, fair. or when I lose, I'll post when I lose too. I think that's part of it. A lot of people pretend like they don't lose on the internet. And I, I I'm not going to name any names, but some people literally like are at like low levels and they pretend like they don't lose any matches. It's a little bit annoying. And a lot of people won't compete because they don't want to lose at really low, like belt levels, like blue and blue to brown belt, not competing because you're scared of losing. is I don't even know. I can understand the sentiment of maybe I don't want to post me getting demolished by somebody, but you don't have to pretend like you didn't compete and you didn't lose. It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. And, you know, the Internet's forever, of course. So if you lose a match, you know, people could always like scroll back and to the or look it up on the YouTube when you're a world famous black belt and, you know, see videos of you losing matches terribly. And I, that gets in people's heads, too. I think they're worried about the long game of uh, marketing. Right. I meet so many people who don't want to step on a competition mat until they get really, really, really good at jujitsu and they want to like be the best in the world. And I don't know. I don't think that's ever worked for anybody. Maybe, maybe it's like a real thing, but I don't think it's ever worked for anyone before doing that. Well, I think if you want to be one of the best in the world at competing, you have to compete. Like, yeah, right. Competing is a skill by itself, not just the technique you use in the competition. So if you get to black belt and you're killing it in the gym, but you don't know what it's like to compete, when you go to the Worlds, you're probably going to struggle because that's the very first time you're competing. So I I think it's sort of like the leg lock games, like better earlier than later to get started with it. Like don't, don't do yourself a disservice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, that's part of the reason I'm doing these little challenge fights it's to get me better. Um, you know, having someone come in the gym, it doesn't take any time out of my day at all. And it, you, I'm just like, okay, try to, kill me and you get a hundred bucks if you win from the from the sponsors and that yeah. that is totally different than than rolling in the gym i think it's just really helpful uh like different pace to set you know there's real stakes you only get one try to win this thing have you uh ever had a challenge match where the person was really not super cool like it seems like everyone comes in with a good mentality and you have a good time with it has anyone ever been super pissed that they lost or super aggressive when they won? No, no, definitely not. It was, uh, I have had like 11 so far, I want to say, and they've all been like really, really cool guys. I won't take on anybody on the internet if they are like mean to me or if they have like issues with me because I don't want to get like, you know, I want to be able to tap out to these submissions, you know, first of all. Yeah. Because if you fight someone over a grudge match, they'll hold submissions a little bit late and that's never good you have people like that and uh even if i could beat somebody i don't want to like beat somebody who i disagree with and then or or someone who's trolling me and then like be like gloat about it or whatever i, I just don't want any of that negative energy you know yeah i think there's a difference between a grudge match and a challenge match a challenge match is like a good natured we're challenging each other against each other and a grudge match is like hey, this might turn into an MMA fight if I don't bring my friends to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, I had this weird, like, kind of like, I don't even know what his deal was, but he was like uh, talking crap to me and he wanted to do like a CJJ match or whatever. And I said, yeah, sure, come up here or something. And he's like, oh, no, you come to Florida. And I'm like, oh, you're in Florida. Okay. <laughs> we were like, but it, he, you know, I, I don't want to do that again. I, I would never want to do some like negative grudge match thing if it wasn't for like a lot of money and it was like a really important thing and I would have a, a you know a, a half decent chance of winning it 
uh, I don't think it's worth it to do that stuff for free because you can really get injured. And uh, I have friends who have been, you know, injured in, in, um, in matches from people who aren't nice. Yeah, you want to do it for fun. And that's not good content. You can't produce good content if one of you gets murdered. So yeah, and there's there's another element where this whole sport is about like breaking limbs and, you know, hurting each other. And it's all done in this respectful space. And if a match ends with like a, an injury, which it does a lot of the time uh, when you're being competitive, that's like a different outcome. Like if, if I, like, I, I've, I think I got a pop on one of my followers legs, it, like towards the early matches. And we were just like all love and we were hugging and we were like, we were doing like, um, like rolling after and we made a whole vlog about it. But if that happened to somebody I didn't like, that might reflect like I injured that person on purpose. And also they might be extremely mad at me and unpleasant to the people who are around us instead of having some sportsmanship after the fact, you know? You know, you said you did like 11 or so matches. Do you have anything lined up now? Anyone on the schedule? I'm going to be competing at Emerald City Invitational in Philadelphia on April 10th. Oh, you are against another blue belt. Yeah. That Emerald city, you know, we're like right outside of Philadelphia. That's right down the street from us. And I saw that they were starting to leak out some of the, the matches. I didn't know you were competing there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We should get, we should get lunch. We should get lunch. Yeah. You buy me lunch. Which... <laughs> yeah. The budget for this show is not as big as you might think it is, but uh, yeah, that should be a good card though. That there's a lot of good uh, fights they're putting on in that card, which sort of came out of nowhere. I didn't even like hear about it. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, here's this big event. Yeah, this is the first time I'm going to be competing on Flow Grappling. So I'm really happy and I'm, I'm looking forward to it a lot. And you won't have to provide your own camera angles. They'll have multiple cameras so you don't have just the one stationary. So you'll be able to get content. Okay, but like even then, I'm saying like what I do is like way better than what you can do with three professional cameras if you just choose to leave them off the mat. It's so much better to have a camera on the mat. And Polaris does this perfectly. You need like the ref cam. Like, uh, remember Pride used to have like the ref cam with the goggles? Like, yeah, that's the best view in the house, man, especially when positions change so quickly. But so that's April 10th. Is there anything before then? Any matches, challenge matches? You're just going to be training hard, getting ready for that. Yeah, we're looking at doing something Tuesday. Something might be dropping Tuesday. Okay. So we have some. So you can tell me that I can look forward to some challenge match videos coming soon. You have content working. Yes. Good luck on April 10th. We'll be in the area. I'm not sure if we'll be uh, what the COVID rules are about coming into these buildings. But if I don't talk to you beforehand, keep putting out videos because I like sharing them and I like seeing you do these challenge matches. And then maybe we can get you to come back on after the match on the 10th and, and break it down for us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate that you want to talk to me. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. A big thank you to Andre Allen for coming on and talking tonight. I'll put a link to his Instagram below in the description. So hit him up if you want to challenge him for some cash and be sure to let us know when that happens. I'll also link below to Epic Roll's site, epicrollbjj.com. Make sure you use the coupon code PODCAST15 and get 15% off your order. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on whatever app you use to listen to the podcast. It really helps us out. Thanks so much for hanging out. I'll see you guys all next time.